Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. This is our special married edition because as you can see we are now officially married and uh, in recognition of that i thought it would be appropriate if we did another episode of our relationship series where we tell you exactly how it is that we think uh, good relationships work based on our vast experience i know exactly what you're thinking jordan and kristen you've been married for all of one week what do you know two about weeks. marriage exactly we've been married for two weeks <laughs> so don't you feel like a dummy now a day. Okay. two weeks in a day that's right and by the time this airs, two weeks and perhaps two days. Yeah. So we are officially marriage experts. But more seriously, for those of you who are familiar with the show, you know that actually I'm an attorney. And what I do mostly is, I hate to say this, but it's true, uh, divorce work, which means that all day long, pretty much every day, I'm doing marriage autopsies. Okay. I'm basically like a marriage coroner, if you think about it, that I see what happens at the end and I can look backwards and I see what caused the the dissolution of the marriage and really the, the, with normally a, a slow and gradual decay of a relationship. This is especially true with the longer term marriages. When, when you see these marriages that last like 25, 30 years, something like that, and then they end up in a divorce, it's almost never for the one bad thing. The shorter marriages, a lot of times they'll end because somebody cheats on the other or something stupid like that, or they, people just have buyer's remorse. But when you see these marriages that end, after a long amount of time, it's usually because of an accumulation of, of problems. And what I characterize this as the real problem here is actually what I call hoarding. And those of you who are not in the United States might not know what that means. Uh, it's probably a phenomenon that's, um, that's specific just to more developed countries. I know 90% of our viewers are in places like Pakistan, the Philippines. Here's what hoarding is normally defined as, and then I'll explain to you what I really mean. So when we talk about hoarding in the United States, right, we're talking about this weird phenomenon where people just gather just just all kinds of junk that they could not possibly have any use for and just fill their rooms to overflowing with it. Like I, my aunt, or I should say my mother's aunt, when she died, she had, and I'm not exaggerating this, she had so much junk in her house that there were rooms where we could not push the door open because there were just trash bags of totally worthless, useless stuff filling those rooms up. And I'm using this obviously as a metaphor. I don't really mean that this is that people hoarding material junk is what is causing the problem, but just hear me out here. Because if you know anything about hoarders, they will take things that have absolutely no value whatsoever. They don't hoard valuable things like gold. That would be nice, right? If my great aunt had hoarded gold and filled up rooms with gold coins and stuff. That's not what happens. They, they'll, they'll find like, they'll collect like golf clubs that other people have thrown away that they'll never use. And I mean like hundreds of them. Or just they'll keep like those, those silly advertisements you get in the mail. They'll just have bags and bags of these dumb advertisements or old newspapers piled to the ceiling, you know, clothes they haven't worn in 50 years and will never again wear. Just, you know, they just rummage through garbage to find, well, to find garbage, just to have a giant collection of it. it it's, and it's illogical. It's actually a mental illness. And, and you may have even seen shows about it, like the, the show actually called Hoarders. And it's, it's really very sad. 
what the commonality is, is by the way, that this is all, like I said, totally valueless stuff, right? It's not like they're clinging to anything that has any value whatsoever. They're clinging to junk. And I see this in relationships time and again. And I don't mean people gathering actual garbage. I mean people hoarding stupid resentments. That's what I mean. I will ask people all the time, you know, what caused the decay of the marriage? What caused it to fail? And they will start listing off the stupidest things. And you see this sometimes in these like marriage counseling sessions. Like, and, and it's like the first time this couple has talked to each other. And you wonder why it is they have to go to the marriage counselor to say these things. And they'll start saying like, well, you know, I'm always the one who makes the bed and he's always the one leaving his, his stuff around the house. And, and I'm the one that has to sweep. And, you know, he, he, uh, one time I think he looked at my sister the wrong way. And just all kinds of these tiny, tiny resentments, which by themselves, okay, don't add up to anything. But over the course of five, 10, 15, 25 years, you've, people have hoarded all of these stupid, tiny resentments, and now they've filled their entire relationship wall to wall with this junk to the point that you can't even open the door up, okay? Now look, I, I am not saying there aren't real resentments to be had if someone's done, done something that's that awful. I'm not talking about, you know, somebody going out and, and carrying on an affair or something like that. It's a little bit different. I'm just talking about what I see all the time, which is people complaining about absolute nonsense. And what'll happen is, Instead of dealing with the situation when it arises, excuse me, you know, you've been leaving your stuff around the house. Can you, it's, it's causing, you know, me to have to clean up. Can you just be more conscientious like that? They harbor it. And the more you harbor it, it grows and it accumulates. And then finally, one person says one thing and they say, they say, you know, uh, I've been doing all this and you turn around. Now you unload all the other things the other person's been doing for the last 10 years that bothers you. And then she comes back and all of a sudden you're just unloading on each other. And, and that's, that's not how this is supposed to work. One of the things with Kristen and I is whenever we have anything that we feel like is bothersome to us, and it's rare, it's never something very big. That's kind of the point of this message, right? It's always minor things. We always are sure to bring it up with the other person. Okay. Now, the consequence of this is the other person has to be willing to receive that without feeling like, oh, this person's such a nag. This is the most minor thing. Why are they wasting my time with this? Can't they just get over it? Because if you take that attitude, what happens is, first of all, you're not pulling this, this piece of junk out of the relationship. And secondly, you're encouraging the other person just to keep it inside. So number one is you have to deal with these minor petty resentments when they're just an itsy bitsy seed and pull them out and put them, you know, expose them to the light so they don't take root and they don't flower into stuff that's bigger. But number two, and this is perhaps even more of the point, and this is really the good news I have for you today, and that is that just as you can hoard all kinds of resentments, you can hoard all kinds of good things also. Just like I said, the real hoarders, they never hoard the good things like gold and silver and stuff like that. That would be nice, okay? In a relationship, what makes a lot of relationships successful is is we hoard the good things. We think about all the nice things the other person's done for us. You know, I love that this morning Kristen woke up and she made me breakfast. I love that she comes with me to work. I love that she does the laundry every day. I hoard those sorts of things. I'm filling my mind up with all the many, many good things that she does for me. And so if there happens, and there really hasn't been, but if there happens to be that one thing that she does that might bother me or rub me the wrong way, or, or maybe she says something and I interpret it the wrong way, I'm not, that's not going to the, to the top of the list. 
I'm thinking about the 200, 300, 500 other things that she's done that are so wonderful. And that's really what allows me to take that one minor thing and either A, just completely overlook it, which is just fine, okay? Because one of the things about love is love is patient, love is kind, love is slow to take offense, right? And so maybe I just kind of throw it away and who even cares, I can throw it away by myself. Or I can just take it to her and say, Kristen, you're the most magnificent woman. You're the most loving wife. I love you with all my heart. Thank you for all the many great things that you do for me. Hey, by the way, listen, I just wanted to talk to you about this one minor thing. Is that all right? And that's that's it. Hoard the great things. Now, again, I'm not saying, you know, if Chris, not that Chris would ever do this. I'm not even gonna use Chris as an example. I'm not saying that if your spouse has done 500 things right, but then they're carrying on an affair with the secretary, that they kind of balance each other out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that most relationships don't decay because of that one big thing. They decay over time because of an accumulation of the little things. And so all I'm saying to you today is number one, don't let those little things take root, pull them out, expose them, and talk about them like, like adults. The, the, the flip side of that being, of course, you have to be able to receive it and understand the person's not nagging. They're doing this to help the relationship. And number two, yes, it's okay to be a hoarder. Be a hoarder of the good things. Accumulate all the wonderful things the other person does for you, okay? And fill your mind with that sort of stuff. The Bible actually talks about this in Philippians 4, actually chapter uh, chapter 4, verse 8, where Paul says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Okay. In other words, don't focus on the negative things. Focus on all the positive things. The positive things that God does for you are, are no different. You know, so many, I heard an interview recently with Larry King who passed away and, and it was asked if he believed in God. And he said, well, if there is a God, he owes us a lot of apologies. And it's like, you know what? You have breath in your lungs, pal. And well, now he doesn't. But think about all the minor things or not even minor, all the things that, that we just kind of take for granted. Okay. And then one thing happens in our life and we're cursing God. Well, why don't we focus on all the great things? Hoard those things. You woke up today. You have breath in your lungs. If you're married, be happy about that. If you got kids, be happy about that. You got a roof over your head. You have food in your stomach. Hoard those things. Just as you're supposed to hoard good things in your relationship with your spouse, hoard the great things that God gives us and don't overlook all the things that he does for us, which are really not minor. They're actually very major, but we just we just take them for granted because we've come to expect them. All right, guys, so my message for you today is simply this. It, the problem is not that you're a hoarder. The problem is you're hoarding the wrong things. So hoard the good things, the things that are good, right, noble, lovely, and beautiful, okay? And that's going to dramatically improve your relationship with your spouse and with God. That's my message for you today. Yay! You know what I've been hoarding about you? Go ahead. I've been hoarding the fact that you've been making the bed like okay. all the time. Yep. I've been hoarding the fact that you have put together all these beautiful pieces of furniture in our house. Mm-hmm. I've been hoarding the fact that you, every day we put these rings on and you reaffirm your commitment and your vow to me and you just say such beautiful things to me and pray with me and love me so perfectly. Oh, thank you. So yeah. This. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you pray for all these people? Okay. God, we, we thank you. We honor you. We praise you, God. Lord, you are, you are so worthy of everything that we could possibly, uh, the, the very breath in our lungs is yours, God. Everything is yours. God, we, we honor you with our lives. May we be the 
the stewards, the good stewards, Lord, of what you've put inside of us, God. Every single day, we totally use everything that you've given us, God. We don't hoard anything in a good, in a bad way, but we use up everything for you, God. We don't want to get to the end of our lives and die with our music unplayed, but we want to every single day run the race, not, not save anything up and say, Oh, tomorrow I'll witness to this person. Tomorrow I'll do a better, deeper prayer. Tomorrow I'll spend time with God. Tomorrow I'll, I will show the love of Christ. Tomorrow it's just, ah, oh, it's just, I don't, no, God, every day you give us the daily bread and you give us what we need. So every day, may we totally use up all of the spiritual strength, everything you give us. Because when we do that, you just pour out more. You pour out more of your spirit. You can't pour out more of your spirit until we start to use and open the spring of life within us. There's more. There's more for us. There's more in us, God. And may our minds think on what is lovely, what is praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. May we think on those things, God, and use our minds for you, God. Use our hearts for you. Use every piece of time we have for you, God. Use everything for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job, baby. All right, Thank who, you. who do we have in far as All uh, prayer right. requests? right. We've got some prayer requests. You want to do the first couple? How many do we have? I think we have like seven or something in the praise report. All right. Kelsos uh, asks that we pray for our, uh, his or her family. Saez is having problems with his stomach. Daisy uh, asks us to pray, I guess, against or for her enemies. That's kind of a tricky thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's go through this. So first, first of all, God, we thank you for all these different people who have sent us prayer requests. God, we pray for Kelso and his family. We thank you for these people. We pray that you heal them of whatever they're going through. We pray that you prosper them. We pray that you you shore up their relationship with one another. We pray that that these people just love each other unconditionally and they just have the greatest family relationship and that they're all healthy and happy and holy. For Saeed, we speak to Saeed's stomach. God, we know that you have overcome the grave. You've overcome sicknesses. By your stripes, we were healed. You have surely bore our sicknesses and our infirmities. And so we speak to Saeed's stomach. We order it to be conformed to the perfect health of God. And we thank you, God, this is a fast work. And as far as Daisy goes, God, your word says that you will cause our enemies to rise up against us in one direction, but flee from us in seven directions if we are obedient. So God, we thank you for Daisy. We pray that if she has any disobedience in her life, that you show it to her so she can correct herself. And God, we pray that you rebuke the devourer. God, your word says no weapon formed against us will prosper. We will refute every false tongue. And so we thank you, God, that Daisy has the victory, that you've already won the victory, and you're causing her enemies to flee even as we speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. SV prays to be free from debt. Petrus says he has no home. Um, Rachel prays for healing. And we've gotten praise, uh, we've gotten uh, prayers for Israel and Pakistan. In Jesus' name, I pray this person is free from debt. There's so many great things in the Bible about how our debt is paid. Our, our The greatest debt has been paid by the blood of Jesus. And so all of the things, financial debt, all of those things, God, you cover those things. And I pray for freedom for SV, Lord, in Jesus' name, in every single way. I pray for wisdom with finances and just freedom from from the load, Lord. 
um, the SV feels like he's carrying. For Petrus, who has no home, God, I pray you find, Lord, you are the, his home, God, and I pray you find him a physical home immediately, Lord. I know that you care for all of our needs, and certainly you care for our basic needs. So, God, we pray, we pray that you would find him a home, Lord. For Rachel, healing, Lord, from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that her body lines up with the will of God. And we pray for Israel and Pakistan, Lord. We pray for a revival to take place, hearts to be turned to you, and we pray for any persecution. We pray, Lord, for your power and your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And we have a praise report for from Juanita. And I know she's a faithful listener. We love you, Juanita. And she always um, is so encouraging to us. So thank you for that. She said that her um, ex-husband who had been cheating and um, she felt very torn and as far as like feeling kind of weighed down by everything. But mm. now that he has moved on, she f- feels like she's not lonely anymore and she's in Christ. And so we we will continue, Lord. We pray for Juanita, all of her wounds to be fully healed in Jesus' name as she ventures on the new path that you have for her, Lord, that's new and exciting. It's not the end, it's the beginning, the beginning of great things, beauty for ashes, and we proclaim that over her life in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job, baby. You want to lead us in prayer here? All right. Well, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your moment right now. And God is tugging at your heart. If you feel that, that's the Holy Spirit. He's tugging at your heart uh, for such a time as this. So just follow after me. That's all you have to do. Are you ready? Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. Definitely make sure you get into a great church and uh, get a, a Bible if you have a Bible or there's different ways you can do that. And you can ask us about that also. Send us a message or a comment on this video. We want to know. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for our first um, married podcast from our new house, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Sorry the lighting isn't so great right now. We'll work on that. I'll get a fix for next time. We're kind of short on extension cords here, but uh, we'll get that fixed. Don't worry about it. So thanks for joining us again, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again more regularly. Now that Chris and I officially live with each other, this is going to be a lot easier to do. We don't have to do it remotely or limited to the times I'm at her house, so we can do these more regularly. And we look forward to you know spending more time with you guys and, and bringing you more messages and hopefully uh, hopefully just improving everyone's lives together because you certainly improve ours. So thank you for everything you do for us, guys. All right. So we'll see you next time, whenever that is, uh, sooner rather than later. And until then, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.